Welcome to the Trinity Western Chapel Podcast. As a vibrant part of life at Trinity Western University, Chapel creates opportunities for us to engage with God's story of redemption in Jesus Christ through His Word, prayer, and worship. We're glad you're listening and hope that you encounter God's heart for you and the world. So, uh, we had Tegan MacArthur um, a couple weeks ago, and today we are hearing a student testimony from Sasha Magishu. You'll put your hands together for Sasha. <laughs> Sasha is um, a theater major, and um, he's representing Rwanda. Y'all put it together for Sasha. Yeah, I, I forgot my mic is on my face. I almost went over there to that mic. Uh, thank you for the introduction. Um, I'm going to start my testimony with uh, a couple uh, biblical passages because if you don't get anything else from today, at least I read the Bible to you. Um, the first one I'm going to read is from Philippians chapter 3, verses 2 and 3. And yeah, so this is the Apostle Paul writing to the church in, in uh, Philippi, and he says, Watch out for those dogs, those evildoers, those mutilators of the flesh. For it is we who are the circumcision, we who serve God by his spirit, who boast in Christ Jesus, and who put no confidence in the flesh. That's Philippians 3, 2 to 3. I'm also going to read Galatians chapter 3, verses 1 to 5. This is still Paul writing to a very similar audience, and he says, You foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? Before your very eyes, Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed as crucified. I would like to learn just one thing from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by believing what you heard? Are you so foolish? After beginning by means of the Spirit, are you now trying to finish by means of the flesh? Have you experienced so much in vain if it really was in vain? So again I ask, does God give you His Spirit and work miracles among you by the works of the law or by believing what you heard? So the common point between these two passages is that there's a group of Jewish Christians in both churches, in Philippi and in Galatia, that basically are being, their attitude towards non-Jewish people is basically, you can't be a Christian just by believing in Jesus. You have to be circumcised, is their overall message. And Paul does not like that. He's... He gets very angry, and he says, he calls them names. It's funny, when I grew up, all my teachers in elementary school and stuff, they said, if you're a good Christian, you don't call people names, but clearly Paul doesn't believe in that. He says, watch out for those dogs, watch out for those evildoers, watch out for those mutilators of the flesh, and he doesn't even give circumcision the dignity of calling it circumcision. He calls it mutilation of the flesh. It's like you're just maiming yourself, and he's very opposed to these people, and the reason for that is that they're preaching a false gospel. Their gospel is Jesus plus something else. You can't just be saved just by believing in Jesus and putting your confidence in him. You have to do something else in addition to that. It's Jesus plus circumcision, and he's not having it. Um, Yeah, so the real gospel is Jesus plus nothing. The real gospel is about putting your confidence in Jesus and Jesus alone. One of my favorite... Uh, one of my favorite songs is In Christ Alone, and one of the lyrics, obviously, is In Christ Alone My Hope is Found, right? So Paul is, is, is these are two different ways of looking at Christianity that we have in, this, in these passages. It's 
what the Judaizers are saying, which is Jesus plus works, and there's what Paul is saying, which is just Jesus. My confidence is in just Jesus for salvation, right? Um, and so, I, as you can see, I've got these two chairs over here, and this chair symbolizes the Judaizers' view of Christianity, basically, which is they believe that their works can save them. And so they're putting their confidence in themselves and in their ability to be good, be good people, basically. And so if I'm a Judea, if I'm a Christian putting my faith in myself, this is me sitting on this chair. This is faith. And I'm sitting. Oh, and then, whoa, you know, it doesn't hold me, right? Uh, and the reason it doesn't hold me is because I'm a human being, and I'm fickle, I fail, I'm not perfect, right? I'm not solid. I'm a human being. I make mistakes. So it makes sense that the chair doesn't hold me. So what Paul is saying is that we should put our faith in Jesus because Jesus, unlike me, is not fickle. He doesn't fail. He's a firm foundation. He's a solid rock. So when I put my faith in Jesus like this, then... I can rest in him, I can rely on him, I can sit, it doesn't matter if I've been good or if I've been naughty, you know, if I put my faith in Jesus, then I'm saved, right? And it's like, a lot of people feel like they're saved one day and they're not saved the next, but when your faith is in Jesus, rather than Jesus and myself, then you're never, you're never concerned that, yeah, I was saved yesterday, but today I'm not saved. I was good, so I was saved. But today I've been naughty, so I'm not saved. It's a firm foundation. And that's the good news. That's the good news that Paul is defending with, 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 with his everything. And yeah, it's just, it's something that I've known for a long time. But what I want to talk about today with regards to my testimony is uh, how this relates to leadership and how this relates to the different callings that God has on our lives, right? We're just going to bring this back here for the next illustration. So basically, uh, my, my journey with leadership at TWU um, started last semester when I was in uh, second semester of my first year. I just came into Trinity and I just did not want to be in student leadership at all because I've been in student leadership in high school and I had very bad experiences there where I, it started very well and I was, I remember you used to like speak at chapels in high school and stuff. I had a Bible study I hosted every weekend in my backyard and it was really good at first, but then just a mixture of a lot of different factors just led to my leadership journey just going downhill. And by the time I graduated, I just had had so many bad experiences in leadership that I just decided that I wasn't going to pursue that at Trinity Western. Uh, and then one thing led to another, and I just felt a very strong pull to start a D group for theater students in my department. Um, and so I, I, I started the D group, and then I remember my D group leader at the time, Johan, he connected me with Jennifer Graves, and I had a meeting with her, and she offered me a D group leader position, and then I just wound up back in leadership not having planned for it at all. And I've had so much fun doing that this school year, but I've also had so much anxiety associated with that because 
because it's like I was very concerned that I was going to almost, that what happened in high school would happen again. And I was very concerned that the same way that I, that my ministry and my leadership went downhill when I was in high school, I was scared that it would happen again. And even though I've had an, an amazing time in leadership, I was just always scared that it was going to go, that something bad was going to happen very soon. And so my response to that was I put all my, all my trust and my confidence in myself, and I just decided I'm going to be perfect. And I held myself to a standard of perfection where if I'm going to be a leader, then I have to be perfect because I can't be a leader and not be perfect. I have to, I was holding myself to a standard that's higher than any other standard that I'd set for myself before because I understood just as a Christian, if I fall short, God's grace is available to me and he'll forgive me and I'm still a Christian. But if I fall short as a leader, then I don't deserve to be a leader anymore. And so that led to a lot of anxiety and it was, it was very dark at some points, but what I, what I learned and what kind of changed my world during Christmas break was when I uh, learned this idea that's in Galatians chapter 4, chapter 3. Because in verse 3, Paul asked the Galatian church, he says, Are you so foolish? After beginning by means of the Spirit, are you now trying to finish by means of the flesh? So it's like, I understand that we're saved by by, by, by faith and that your salvation depends on Jesus. And, and if I sit, if I put my faith in Jesus for my faith, for my salvation, then, then I'm saved. I'm always saved because Jesus is constant and Jesus is firm and Jesus is a solid rock, right? I'm saved because of Jesus. I'm saved, I'm gonna go to heaven when I die because of Jesus. I understood that. But then, Understanding that we're not just called to start by faith and to be in God's family by faith, but even in terms of your life, Paul says you're not just called to, to start by faith, you're called to finish by faith. So we're not just called to be saved by faith, we're called to live a life of faith. So even in terms of my leadership, what I've discovered is what I was doing before last semester was, all right. Sash, you're in leadership now. You can't mess up because if you do, can't be in leadership anymore. So my confidence is in my ability not to mess up. My confidence is in, my, is in the quality of my performance, basically, right? So my confidence is in this chair. And because I'm human, because I'm not a firm foundation or a solid rock, when I put my trust in myself, then I, I, I fall and I fail. And that happened all the time. And every time I fell short of this impossible standard I set for myself, I panicked and it was terrible. And I was just, my mental health would go down the drain because I've, I've messed up and, if I, and, and, if I, and, and, and I just don't deserve to be in leadership anymore. And I, and I just need to stop this and I can't. I'm letting God down. I'm letting people down. I'm letting myself down just like I did in high school, right? But what Paul is saying here in Galatians is that even in terms of stuff that's not salvation, even in terms of stuff that's not heaven, Jesus calls us to put our trust in him and to put our confidence in him. So it's like my trust, for, my, my confidence as a leader is in Jesus. 
And it's like, I still want to hold myself to a standard. I still want to do good things, and I still want to be my best. But my confidence is not in that. My confidence is not in my ability to, to be a good leader. My confidence is in Jesus. And so I'm going to have a fruit. My leadership is going to be fruitful because Jesus. My leadership is going to be impactful because of Jesus. I'm going to lead people to God and to be closer to God because Jesus and not because of myself. And so when I put my trust in the firm foundation of the solid rock, then there's no way I'm going to fail. And that's why Paul is so passionate about this gospel. I love how in Philippians he calls them dogs, the people that are saying you need to put your faith in Jesus and something else. But in Galatians, it's even, it's, it's, it's crazy because he, they're saying you need to put your faith in Jesus and be circumcised. And at some point in chapter 5, I think it is, Paul says, like, those liars, they should go all the way and emasculate themselves, is what he says. Like, they should go all the way and, yeah, you're saying they should be circumcised? You, you should go even further than that and emasculate yourself. That's how passionate he is. He's so angry at these people that are perverting the gospel because the real gospel that gives us life is understanding that it's not up to us. It's not up to, it's not up to, this, this chair represents all of us. We can't put our trust in ourselves because we're human and we're fickle. And the, 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 the slightest wind the slightest storm, and I mean, all of us can relate to this, right? All of us have been good and stable in some moments, in some seasons, and then in other seasons, you're just not stable anymore, and you've fallen short. That's why Jesus is, is, is the only one worthy of our confidence. And so, in terms of heaven, that's true. I'm going to go to heaven because Jesus, not because of myself, not because of my righteousness. Uh, and in terms of your calling, whatever it is, for me, it's being a D-group leader right now, and next year it's being devotion coordinator. There's many different kinds of callings that we have, and I don't know what your calling is specifically, but whatever it is that God has called you to do, he's calling you to put your confidence to, to succeed in that, in him. Your confidence should be in him, because whether you have a good day today, whether you're, you perform well today, or whether you perform badly if your confidence is in Jesus, then he's going to see you through because that's how Christianity works. And uh, yeah, so I hope that was helpful because I feel like it was, yeah. Um, if you want to talk more about this at, at any point, I'm always down to talk to people. And it's like, I feel like I'm much better in a one-on-one -on -one situation than in a situation like this, but yeah, um, thanks for listening, and I'm just going to pray us out. Dear God, thank you so much for the fact that you are the solid rock, and you are the firm foundation, and you are worthy of our confidence. We are not worthy of our own confidence, because when we put our confidence in ourselves, then we're going to let ourselves down, we're going to let you down, we're going to let other people down, because we're human. We're not built to we're not built to have our faith be in ourselves, but you can, you can hold us. When we, when we rest in you, you can hold us no matter what season we're in. So God, I pray that you give us that revelation of yourself as the rock and as the firm foundation. And I pray that you would see us through in terms of everything you've called us to. Thank you for this time. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen.
Thanks for listening. We hope you are blessed and be encouraged in your faith life. Chapel happens every Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays at 11 a.m. in the gymnasium, or online at livechapel.twu.ca. You can also stay connected with us by following at twu chapel. Until next time, much love.